Welcome, everyone. My name's Zach. My name's Shannon. And we are from Rekindling Ministries. One thing that we do at Rekindling is teach some different things, and one of those is spiritual lenses. And so what those are are basically paradigms, perspectives, and analogies to allow you to see things in a different way, which can result in healthier decision-making. And so today, we only have a couple of minutes, and so we picked one of the lenses that called Seven Stage Journey, mm-hmm. and we're going to present that to you today. And so how we're going to do this is we're going to tell a story. We're going to kind of go back and forth. Uh, call, the story is called Seven Stage Journey. We're going to tell the story to you, and as, as, we're t- as we're telling it, we want you to be listening to try to think about, ooh, wh- where would I be in that story? Like how, how – because there's a journey going on here. Yeah. How far would I get, you know, in the journey? Okay. Um, so with that, we'll just, we'll just dive right in. Um, so what we have is, is there's an island surrounded by a large body of water. And in the, in the middle of the island, there's a big valley, and there's a l- large community that lives in this valley. And they go about their life, and they're, they're doing their business, and they're having a good time playing music and eating food and sports <laughs> and what have you. And um, one day, a rumor begins to spread, or there's a buzz that's spreading that apparently, because no one has ever left the, the valley, apparently outside the, this valley, there's this huge ocean, whatever that is, <laughs> um, that, that we could explore and there's there's a, a paradise um, that you maybe that you could you could find out there on the water, and so as as the buzz begins to spread in that, there's there's a small group of people who are kind of the naysayers, and they say, you know, we're going to stop you right there. We think this is just a rumor. There is no ocean. It's a myth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to explore. You know, I, we don't see the ocean. Therefore, the ocean doesn't exist. This is a great valley that we live in. Yeah. And so I'm not going to take that journey. I'm just going to go ahead and stay right here. Yeah, and some people, moving on to the second stage, they decide, you know what, maybe there's something to this. And so they might start climbing up the valley, and it's hot. And, it's and, and why might they, by the way? Like, like what, what would they hear or something oh, like that? Oh, there's, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons. They could just be captivated by stories that they've heard. They could uh, maybe hear seagulls in the distance or something like that. Or smell like, salt in the air. Yeah, just yeah. a bunch of random things that you could start seeing to think, maybe there is something out there. Mm-hmm. And so they start the climb. And they, in this part, they don't really get very far. They they start climbing, uh, but they're not really sure. It's hot. It's humid. It's h- hard to climb. There's not really a set path, and so they just kind of stay there. And they're not really sure if there's anything out there, but they're really starting to look. So they make it like maybe halfway up. Yeah, yeah. So and so they stop there, but then and, and I think these groups kind of get smaller and smaller as it goes through the stages. Mm-hmm. But there are those. So they're halfway up the of the mountain with the second group. Yep. But they realize no pain, no gain. And so their curiosity's peaked enough that now that they've begun this journey, they really do want to see it through and see mm-hmm. if there is an ocean. And yep. so they go ahead and they keep pushing up against gravity up that hill, and they crest over the top of the mountain, and sure enough, there's the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so they come down to the shore, uh, but this is where the third group stops because this ocean is very intimidating. Um, it can be it, kind of terrifying at times. There is a bunch of boats that are all there along the shore, uh, and they're each saying, come, come join with us. And so this third group group is a bit paralyzed or maybe they're maybe they still want to get more information so they stay there on the beach until they actually make that decision to go to the fourth stage yeah and in the fourth stage some of those people that are standing on the beach looking at all the different boats they they see them all and they're just like hmm there's a lot of similarities between those uh they start seeing that they all say hey we're the way to get to paradise uh come and sail with us and so they start looking at the different similarities between them and then they eventually pick one 
Uh, and uh, like we said, there's a lot of different boats. Some people even decide, hey, I don't really want to get with one of those boats. I just kind of want to come over here and make a surfboard. And <laughs> right, so right. they just kind of climb on and start doing their own thing. Create their but, own journey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, but there's something about this one captain who's just special. He says just some crazy things, and he has just some weird expectations for the people in his boat. And so, and he is audacious enough to say that mm. he's the only way to actually get to paradise. And so uh, some people decide on the myriad of boats, some people decide to get on his boat. And it is worth mentioning that there's a lot of different reasons why you get on a boat. Some people do it because their friend got on it or because that's the culture they're raised mm, in. Right. Uh, just some different things like that. Uh, but once you get on the boat, if you are in any of the other boats besides the one with the special captain, that's where your journey actually stops. And you just kind of sail around. Uh, trying to find where the paradise would be. So if you, you know, if you join one, like you just said, if you join one of the other boats, you kind of learn that boat, sail the water, and, and the story is there. Yeah. But if you join this this captain, and, and this captain, like when he comes down to the beach, he's making eye contact. He's very personable. Boy, does he know his seafaring stuff, right? Yeah. So a lot of people, once they meet him, they realize this is the boat that, that I want to get in. Mm -hmm. And so like Zach was saying, w once you get in a boat, you start learning the rules of that boat, uh, yeah. how to tie a knot or, you know, the, hoist the sail. The different and, words, yeah, and all that. Yeah, vocabulary, yeah. So, so the fourth stage is you're sailing in the waters in, in whatever boat you choose. The fifth stage is for those that are in that captain's boat that Zach was talking about. And so, what happens is as they're learning all the ropes uh, and, and the basics and such, the captain he'll get this little uh, uh, ornery grin on his face. He'll get this little twinkle in his eye, and all of a sudden he'll just jump over the side of the boat and start walking on the water. And then he'll yeah. look back to his his sailors and he'll say, "Hey, come, uh, come, come walk in the water with me." Now, the majority of the sailors just stay in the boat. Mm -hmm. But there are some, though, that they really want to try water walking. They don't know how they're going to do it, but the captain says, hey, come do it. Let, let's give it a shot. And, and they've really enjoyed spending that quality, intimate time with the captain. Mm -hmm. So they go ahead and they jump over the side of the boat. You know, the, the rest of them are like, you know, hey, good for you. It looks fun. Um, we'll just stay here <laughs> we'll in the safety just, yeah. of the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but, those, but some, though, will jump out there on the water in this fifth stage. And they begin water walking, and the captain begins showing them how to do it, how to walk on top of the water. And, and imagine there's like all these different training areas that he's kind of cordoned off on the water. Mm -hmm. And so you can go out there, and he takes you to these different training areas, and he's teaching you different skills and things like that as you're doing the water walking. Yeah. Now, um, sometimes this can, these can get very difficult and very scary, so people go back to the boat, or when storms come, they, they, they head back to the boat. But there are a few, though, that spend long periods of time out on the water with the captain learning and really mastering this water walking. Yeah, and once you start doing that, spending a lot of time on the uh, water, just getting to know the captain, the captain getting to know you, you become a lot more reliable for him. Mm -hmm. And so you can just really begin to have this conversation with him that he just praises you for your consistency and says, actually, there's another step that we can go to, and that's the wind walking. Mm -hmm. And so here you get to learn flight patterns and you start getting to fly around and do these really specific things. And some people even, you end up flying so high that some people from the, the island the island see you and they're just like what is that a person up there people don't <laughs> right. fly right. what is this yeah. and so people begin to see you you start doing flights and you don't necessarily stay flying all the time because that would get really tiring and so some people after they fly for a little bit they'll hop back in the boat for a little bit or come down and just do some more water walking do another training area uh, and then just this kind of cycle starts happening with wind walking being really the culmination of that. 
And so life continues. There's those you know that are, that are back in the the valley that never made the decision. Those that kind of came up the mountain but then stopped. Those mm-hmm. that came to the beach are still kind of figuring things out. Those that are in the boat sailing of the cat of this captain. There's those of his sailors in the boat. There's those in the water. There's those up in the air. Yeah. And so all the stories continuing. And then at some point in the future, um, the the captain changes things. And one of the, you know one of the, the I think Zach had mentioned this the general consensus was it didn't matter which boat you're in you would get to the paradise mm-hmm. but the captain had said that the paradise is actually up in the sky and so the boat has to be able to fly and so so the captain at some point in the future he takes his boat so he takes his 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 boat riders and his water walkers and his wind walkers mm-hmm. and he takes them actually up home to this paradise and what's fascinating is we find out that all of this stuff that we've just been mentioning these first six stages are yeah. simply a prologue hmm. and that the seventh stage actually begins the story so maybe you see where we're going with this and you can say oh okay so this is an analogy to this and this means this and th-. and maybe you're there maybe you're not that's okay uh maybe you know what category you would fit into or maybe you don't mm-hmm. again that's fine uh, we just really wanted to provide just kind of a little teaser for you guys to introduce you to this concept, uh, but then there is more explanation. So if this has piqued your curiosity and you would like to learn more about what this seven-stage journey means, you can actually head over to the Podbean uh, podcatcher and look up the Rekindling Ministries podcast series, and it's episode 1.01, the seven-stage journey, in which we actually explore the full uh, uh, explanation of what all that means and and the details and the ramifications and applications. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we've, we've piqued your, your interest, uh, and you guys have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening.